This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, June 27, 2012. I'm Caleb Brown. When the Supreme Court rejected a Montana claim that Citizens United, the free speech ruling, didn't apply to a ban on some political speech, the court did so along the lines you might expect. And that sends a signal that Citizens United may not be as settled a case as fans of free speech might hope. John Samples, director of the Cato Institute Center for Representative Government, comments. The Supreme Court did not hear this case. They essentially issued a summary opinion saying your 1912 law prohibiting corporate expenditures to talk about politics in your races is overturned based on the clear language of Citizens United. Does this have any real meaning? Does this really change anything about the uh, calculus of campaign finance reformers? Well, this decision was expected. It's not news, and it was expected for the reason the majority said in their opinion here, which is that the First Amendment has applied to the states for a long time, right? And uh, so Citizens United interpreted the First Amendment of the national constitution. There's a supremacy clause in the constitution that says state laws don't trump national laws, right? So there was nothing surprising in that sense. The First Amendment applies everywhere and Citizens United applies. So the majority opinion, I think, was very much informed and very appreciative of precedent. I think the important thing, the implication, though, is in the uh, dissent. And there was a dissent uh, in this, about a page long. And basically, it boils down to the four justices saying, we disagree with Citizens United for the reasons the dissent said. And therefore, we would have liked to hear it with the possibility of either overturning Citizens United or just saying that it doesn't apply here to Montana. Now, the implication isn't that they won yesterday. The implication is that these four justices feel very strongly about this case. They need only one more justice to make a majority, a justice that feels the same way against Citizens United. When they get that justice, Citizens United will be overturned almost immediately. And I think we have to keep in mind that in this state context, given those five justices against Citizens United, a state like Vermont could just pass a law saying no spending on speech by corporations. And then those five members would say, yes, that's the First Amendment that's compatible with the Constitution. The overturning could come within months of getting that fifth justice. So to me, yesterday was a good result, but one that reminds us how important the presidential election always is and how difficult uh, it would be to overturn Citizens United, which is not very difficult at all. Governor Brian uh, Schweitzer said that the Supreme Court is now endorsing dirty, secret, corporate, foreign money. Citizens United, of course, didn't say anything about foreign money. Mm -hmm. Well, Citizens United, in fact, said that the power of to regulate uh, foreign participation in American elections was an open question. It's not just that they didn't say anything about it. They explicitly said that we're not deciding anything about that congressional power here. Uh, this is a, a move we're seeing in the rhetoric against Citizens United, a kind of anti-foreign bias introduced into American public life. It's already there in other areas we know about. But uh, it's disturbing coming from people who in other contexts uh, say the immigration context, would be the first to decry these kinds of attacks uh, on foreigners. 
the Disclose Act is continuing to uh, churn through Congress, and it deals specifically with one aspect of Citizens United that was sort of left off the table, which is anonymous speech, mm-hmm. people who want to spend money, want to influence the course of our republic, mm-hmm. and they don't want to be held responsible for uh, any retribution that might come their way mm-hmm. uh, for making those kinds of, of statements. Uh, where does that stand? Well, the Disclose Act, I f- my reading of it and from what I hear is that the expectation is that you could get something through, certainly something to apply to 2012 or something through in general is very small. It may be brought to the floor for a vote uh, for political purposes. But right now, because of Senator McConnell and because of the filibuster, uh, it's not going to go through. There's going to have to be further changes down the line. And indeed, I think they may be looking for even maybe a different approach on these issues uh, because it's pretty clear that disclosure is used in a very punitive way now. And, the, and I would say also talk about uh, the influence of people. You know, what we're really talking about here is speech. Now, the speech may influence American elections or it may not. A lot of um, spending on speech is actually wasted. It doesn't change things. But if it does have influence, it's because people find the message or the argument or whatever is appearing in the speech uh, plausible or it mobilizes them to vote one way or the other. Uh, The money itself is not something that has influence. It's an attempt to have influence, and from all directions that comes about. But treating it like voting, for example, votes do have influence. They can change elections, and they matter in the aggregate, I I think is a mistake. There are several variations on a similar amendment to overturn Citizens United. Some of them carve out a media exemption or attempt to carve out a media exemption to overturn the idea that all speech is protected speech uh, or a broader range of speech is protected under the First Amendment. Where, Where is that going to head? Well, on the Senate side, uh, they're going to hold hearings in uh, a few weeks in the, toward uh, the latter part of July. Uh, generally, I think people don't expect at this point that there's anywhere near the needed votes to get those amendments through. Uh, one of the interest, there's a couple of interesting things about those amendments. They all sort of focus around giving Congress the power to limit spending in general. Now, there's an interesting kind of uh, sleight of hand here, I think, which is to overturn Citizens United, all you have to do is give Congress the power to limit corporate independent spending. But all of these amendments go further and say all spending. What that means is they intend to sweep away all uh, limitations on government power over money in politics and in elections. That is, they're going to overturn Buckley and give Congress the power to regulate, that is, put spending limits on all spending. It's a, the, the, stunning. I mean, I, it really is the case that if one of these amendments passed, you could begin to wonder about whether the First Amendment had any bite because any spending on speech could be controlled by Congress. Now, fortunately, it doesn't seem likely that will happen, but uh, a couple of the amendments you should, I should also actually outlaw private spending on electoral speech. Uh, an amendment process here I think would be extremely dangerous for the entire country. John Samples is director of the Cato Institute's Center for Representative Government. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.